1: This is The Change Zone with your hosts Gail McDonald and Susan Sneath. Gail and Susan have created a space where you can explore and test out ideas to step into the possibilities and resources of the change before us. Be your best, make your best life, and bring out the best in yourself and others. So please welcome the hosts of The Change Zone, Gail McDonald and Susan Sneath.
3: Hey folks, I'm Susan Sneath with my co-host Gail McDonald. Welcome, we've got a great episode lined up for you today. You're listening to The Change Zone. We're coming to you live on the Bold Brave TV network. Today is episode 60, Imagine. Imagine being a presence, not just a product, with Diane F. Wisga. (laughs) Diane's a story artist. She'll tell you a story to listen a story out of you. For example, she muses, remember the first time you rode a bike and took your hands off the handlebars? And then because it felt fun and scary, you did it again until you were streaking down a hill with the wind blowing in your face and your hands up over your head screaming, look, ma, no hands. That's been the story of Diane's life showing up maybe scared but not afraid because you fall down seven and get up eight Mm. as Epek williamson insight coach and meditation teacher commented being in her presence is like quenching a thirst you didn't even know you had with infinitely refreshing water diane's a recognized global podcaster stories from women who walk and Daily 60 Seconds, a speaker and founder of Engaged Storyism Method and Quarter Moon Story Arts. Everything Diane does is to inhabit the same place as others and get close enough to them with her refreshing and inspiring story prompts for women, first and foremost, to be seen heard, to recognize their own gifts, talents, skills, and the stardust they came from, Mm i.e. their presence, not just a purpose. Yay, welcome the presence of Gail McDonald, my hearty (laughs) co-host.
4: Hello, my friend. Pleasure is <laughs> pleasure as always. If you could only read my mind as you were going through all those things. And I, I did get a visual of, you know, look, ma no hands, and it ended badly. So um I but I <laughs> but I did fall down seven and got up eight and yeah, I have a scar to prove
3: it. Go. For sure. I, and so yeah. and so, Gail, how do you be? How do you be today?
4: How do I be? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh as I mentioned in our pre-show meeting, this is not great grammar, but I be now. So how's that? What does that even mean? Mm. I be now. And it's an Mm. interesting question, the way you worded it, Susan, because I have been feeling lately that I really am now. I'm now. I'm not in the now. I'm now. And Mm. to me, that means having fewer thoughts about what I used to have thoughts about that would send me into maybe not a good place or into a rabbit hole or whatever it was, maybe have some of the shoulda, woulda, coulda thoughts that a lot of humans have. I think all of, all of the human race has those sometimes regrets that we think about that we live with. And um, unless it's a positive reason to think about the past, if you're feeling badly about it, I'd say, Consider moving on, and it is really a journey. It's taken me, as yeah. Move on. It's just consider it's taken, moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, but how? How the heck do we do that? And mm-hmm. and then you know, it's okay to set goals and think about the future and what you would like, but but don't live there. You know, don't get into the all be happy win. And I truly feel that my now is is has arrived, and it's a great feeling. And yet, there are still times when it happens, and. I must really attribute this to our guests and uh, the change zone is that now I have more tools. And so I hope some of our, our listeners have developed or are developing some of those tools because it's really a joyous, joyous place to be for sure. So thank you for that. And uh, I'm very excited to have Diane with us today because I think she's even going to confirm in a deeper, more affirming way how we can be that because she is that and diane i love how uh you refer to as the story doula i just think that's brilliant and my favorite thing is that you listen things out of people so we are going to uh we're going to hear about how you do that and i just love to welcome you diane for spending time with us before and during and even after the show so thank you so much and how are you today diane or how how are what did you say Susan? How are you? How be, do you, how be you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how do, do you I be? Yeah, I be, I, be, I be here now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah,
5: coming to you from Whitby Island, Washington. I'm just tickled to death to have this opportunity to chat with you two. If I could have you both on either side of my house, you know, that would be perfect. But this is the next best thing. Obviously, it is all of our conversations together. It's been wonderful to just mm-hmm. chat and share stories, learn each yeah. other, learn who each yeah. other is. So thank you very much for
4: sharing the mic with me. Oh, yeah. thank Such you. a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And if I could just go back, Susan, to your your question that brought that answer out of me in our pre show, we were having a discussion uh, about waves Diane, and you had a really great story from a really great individual, and I'm wondering if you could share that with our guests now, just to give them a little bit of positioning about where we might likely go today.
5: You were talking Susan about letting go of some of the things that had happened, the regrets and the dark things. And what came to me was an image of something that Pema Chodron, the Buddhist, uh, nun, had talked about in the same mm-hmm. idea that getting, that being hit with our griefs and our losses is like being in the ocean and you get hit by a wave and you're knocked down by the wave and you go under the water and you can't breathe and you have sand in your nose and your mouth and your bathing suit and you come up and you're sputtering and because waves come in sets, it hits you again and you go down and mm. it hits you again and you go down. But there comes a time where you know when the wave is going to come, there comes a time when you've worked through the things that the wave has knocked you down from before. And you can face that wave, and you might go down, but you're not going to go down to the same depth, you're not going to go down to the same degree as you did before. And you can almost sometimes ride those waves. So when Mm. I think of that, it gives me a sense that Okay, it's gonna come. That's what life is. The life is sets of waves that are gonna come and knock mm-hmm. you down, but but you don't have to go all the way down anymore. You mm-hmm. can you can ride it. You can ride that wave.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 I've never heard that example, but I do love it. And as you say that, I I think about surfers, and if we were to consider what sport aligns with that example, it really would be surfing. And I watched those bit and you wouldn't get me on a surfboard for a million dollars. However, I just think it's amazing when you watch them and they just disappear and it's like, that's it, they're done. And up they come and they get on the board and they ride it again. And it again. That, that that can take a really, really long time for, for most folks, because it's just such a series of lessons and experiences and um yeah yeah for sure susan any uh insight about riding the wave you've ridden some pretty tough waves in in your time anything you can add to that
3: well i think what i love is that what's what's really hitting me these days is that everything's connected Mm
4: -hmm. but
3: everything's connected Mm -hmm. And I like to, sometimes if I go underneath where the waves are, there's a still point. Mm -hmm. And other times I can feel it coming. Right? Mm -hmm. And then other times I can use the movement of the waves to carry me forward. Mm -hmm. As you were mentioning, um, uh, Diane, I was thinking not only can you stand up and and ride it, but you could stand up and rise, even rise above it and let it carry you forward. And that's what I find your stories do as I've been Mm -hmm. listening to them, because I I often listen to your 62nd. Oh man, when I need a a story prompt to kind of carry me through to another idea, to something Mm -hmm. I want to give voice to, I find that Mm -hmm. very helpful. That's
4: where my brain went. Mm. And I'd like to confirm as well for the listeners that it really is 60 seconds, not 60 <laughs> minutes. We didn't make a mistake on that. But honestly, how someone can put such a an impact um, into 60 seconds, Diane, congratulations. I don't know how you do it. And like I said, I love the intro, the music, your voice. Uh, I shared with you as I was listening last night, I just wanted to go downstairs and start a fire in the fireplace, get my pajamas and make popcorn and binge. Um, your, your voice is just it's it's so soothing and it's so engaging. And um, I would love it if if you could share with our audience how you got to be there, because your your background is pretty cool. And so what was that journey like for you, starting right from, you know, where I'm going, right? So, Yeah. (laughs) The the nurse. The journey. Yeah. Yeah.
5: um, yeah. So uh, the podcast, is that what you want me to, how the podcast Mm -hmm. got started?
4: Yeah. And even, you know, if you're inclined further, because there's those key things that you did that I had mentioned to you earlier, it's like, how did you go from this to that, to this, to that? You're you're using your whole brain because the things that you did were very different. Yet, what I loved about how you explained it was the, the current, the commonality, the underlying connectedness amongst all of them. So, yeah. If, if well, you're as I was kidding,
5: No, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, as, good. as I was kidding before, I'm, I'm the eldest of seven children. So when you're the yeah. eldest and you're the eldest daughter, Mm. then you're expected to go out there and brave the new frontier and so <laughs> that started out as a, as a nurse i graduated mm. with the bsn and i went into the u.s navy my dad had been a radioman in the navy in world war mm-hmm. ii so mm-hmm. i thought okay wow. that's what i'm going to do too i'm going to go into the navy and i still have his old uh navy peacoat you know those heavy dark blue with the big on it yeah i love uh, those. And I did that. they're yeah. beautiful and it fits yeah. Um, although well, he perfect. was just dripping wet, I don't know, hundred pounds. But anyway, i, I worked um I, I worked the floors as a pediatric nurse. Um, from there, I went into business in risk management in a healthcare corporation, hmm. teaching other people how not to get risked. Um, mm-hmm. From there, mm-hmm. I went into law and practiced practiced law for a time. And from there, I went into litigation consulting, where I helped other lawyers figure out the story for their plaintiff clients so that we could take mm. that to judges, juries. Mm-hmm. And throughout all of that, I was uh, becoming a storyteller. So I was practicing story. I was in a university teaching story. Ended up having a, a troupe, a storytelling troupe called Story Works and we would perform um, stories together. We're still in touch. We get together once a year on Zoom and trade stories. So all of that together, uh, that's probably the highlights. But when you look back, because that's how we do, right? We look back to understand where we've been and we look forward to keep on going. Mm -hmm. There's always that theme of being of use I think that's probably more important to say than helping others, although that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. But that was
5: what I grew up with. If you're going to occupy the world for a while, be of use. Do something that lifts someone else up. And so in each of those professions, there was that element. How can I help someone mm-hmm. else get out of here a little bit better than they might have been when you know they woke up in the morning?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: That's kind of the, those are the headlines, mm-hmm. <laughs> the headlines.
4: <laughs> yeah. And now you're doing it on a grander scale with the podcasts. And ah, yes. <laughs> you had also mentioned that how, how people can feel when they know they're not alone. And, Yeah, I I think that's something our audience might like like to hear, you know, just to give that definition, position that, explain it with the work that you
5: do. The podcast came about because a friend of mine who's in StoryWorks, Michelle Derue, um, said to me when I had washed up on the shores of Whidbey Island and really (laughs) didn't know anybody or anything. Mm -hmm. I was here on my own. And she said, well, in case you've got nothing to do, you might wanna take this podcasting course. And so I did, I did. It was like drinking from a mm-hmm. fire hydrant. I started getting going with that. And, was <laughs> and I started getting going with that and Quarter Moon Story Arts, which is my consulting business.
2: Mm. And then
5: COVID shut everything down. And so mm. while I was giving on land workshops here on Whidbey in story, and there was nothing else, nowhere else to go while COVID had shut us down. Mm -hmm. The podcast gave me a way to get the message out there and in a way that I hadn't experienced before. So I'm a radio child, meaning I grew up in the day where radio was probably more important than TV. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I became very accustomed to the music of the spoken word and how important listening Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. to us. And so I was working on the podcast and interviewing guests, as you're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when one of my coaches, um, Maria Zana, we had to do these little bits, we had to get something down in 60 seconds. And she said, you've got a real gift for this. You really Mm -hmm. should think about niching it. Hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I, okay, I will. Mm -hmm. And that's really how the 60 seconds started, because someone Mm -hmm. said, I think you can do this and i was ready to take a leap of faith and say Mm
2: -hmm.
5: all right let me figure out how Mm
2: -hmm.
5: there's over 800 episodes out there now
2: Mm -hmm.
5: but they're done with an ear to how might someone make use of this so Mm -hmm. i share uh, my learning my experiences my Mm -hmm. fall down seven my get up eight anticipating that somebody is out there who will say what you too
3: i thought i was the only one that's genius we're gonna we're just going to absorb that and take a a wee break i'm susan Sneath with my co-host gail mcdonald and our wonderful guest diane wiska You're listening to The Change Zone. We're coming to you live on the Bold Brave TV network. Fall down seven, get up eight. How do we do that? You'll find out when we come right back.
1: What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. And tune in radio,
4: welcome back, everyone, to the Change Zone on Bull Brave TV Network. We are live. I'm Gail McDonald, along with my co-host Susan Sneath, and our very special guest, Diane Liska And before break, uh, Diane was um, starting to share with us about falling down seven getting up eight. I absolutely love that. And Diane has a really amazing story to tell that really captivated me when I first met her, because as the surfboard, it's like, I wouldn't want to do that either, but she did. And it's quite the story, very, very inspiring. And I would just say, we just need to say yes to what's next. As we shared last week with um, Peter Lawson-Jones it's about saying yes to what's next. However, Diane, you almost did not say yes. And so what can you tell us about that amazing experience? I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts. This is all yours.
5: I, had, um, I was on a plane headed uh, into Madrid, Spain. I was planning to walk the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. It's 500 miles across Spain. And I had prepared, I had my backpack, I was ready to go. And the plane was actually getting ready to descend into Madrid. And from Madrid, I was taking planes and buses and whatnot to get to where my launching place was. And I looked out the window and I saw Spain below me. And I said that there was no way. This was stupid. I was stupid. I wasn't prepared. And who was I to spend six weeks walking 500 miles? This didn't make Mm -hmm. any sense to me at all. My plan Mm -hmm. was to get off the plane, go down Mm -hmm. to baggage claim, pick up my mushilla and get back on the first plane. I could take going home. That's what I intended to do. And mm-hmm. I had a small, just a small day pack with me underneath my seat. Mm-hmm. And I went into it to put a book away. And there was a small stack of cards and letters that friends and, and family had given me. And my, my hand touched one and I figured what the heck we've got a few minutes before I land. I'm going to pull up one and read it. Just To occupy me. And the one that I pulled up began with the words, well done. And it goes on to say, you're probably wondering why I began this letter with the words, well done. Hmm. And I did because no matter what happens next, whether you stay, whether you go, whatever happens, you showed up. And that, my friend, is well done. And that was from my friend and storyteller in StoryWorks, Lorraine Hansen, and she went on in the letter to say more. But I read that and I thought to myself, if she thinks I can, I got to think I can. And so I put the letter back in my day pack and I got off the plane and i picked up my mochila and i took the train to pamplona and from pamplona i took the bus to saint jean pied de port and then i began my walk over the pyrenees from france into spain and 5 weeks 500 miles later i have my compostela all because someone said well done mm-hmm. and the, the picture that shows me um, very first setting out. So I'm in um, Horizon, and I'm leaving in the morning. I'm getting ready to go over the Pyrenees from France into Spain. And so the cover art on my podcast, Stories from Women Who Walk, is a selfie. So you can see the backpack and my, and my trekking pole It's taken against the heather in that early morning as I was setting out. And I chose that deliberately to remind me that, All we have to do is say yes, and it helps an awful lot when someone says, yes, you can before Mm us, and it's up to us to say, okay, I am, I can, Mm
4: -hmm. I will. Wow. I love it. I am, I can, I can, I will. I will. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. That's a great, a great, great mantra.
3: I have a comment from Jim Burke, and he says, I appreciate the insights shared. It seems that, as mentioned, listening is critical, as is believing in the wisdom of those who offered suggestions and observations. Mm -hmm. And then he asks, how did you build trust within? Mm.
5: Well, I believed in Lorraine. She really had her ups and downs. Ours was a small troupe. It was a small storytelling troupe. And we had all been together since I started teaching story. So I trusted her. And I trusted that if she could see something in me that maybe I couldn't see yet, that perhaps it was there. And all I had to do was follow that. And as Mm -hmm. it turned out, it was there. But oftentimes we need somebody to listen that out of us. Someone to hold it up and say, Mm -hmm. I see you. I see you. It's like that wonderful little book, the the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, where the horse says to the boy, um, no, the boy says to the horse, sometimes I think you believe in me more than I do. And the horse says, Don't worry, you'll catch up. And I think that's the whole point oh, wow. of this. Yeah. People believe in us more than we do, but we'll catch up. Yeah. We really will. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's impactful. There you go. Ten words or less, you've changed my world. So thank you. Yeah, this made me cry.
5: Made uh, me cry right? right?
4: I know. That's and nice. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tissue, please, assistant. T- oh, I don't have an assistant, right? um So, so you 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 had said that uh Lorraine. You can I believe use your socks, her- all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now a good time to say not wearing socks. Just got my slippers on. No, I'm kidding. I have socks. On. um So, so Lorraine saw it in you, and you said you couldn't see it yet.
3: Yeah,
4: and I'm wondering when you were done diane how long did it take you to see it for yourself to go i did it i made the choice you know what what was that part of you that it brought up that belief that yeah i, I did it holy cow 500 miles that's all i did it what's it like
5: there's a picture that was taken of me in finisterre that's the ending point the end of Mm. uh, the end of the world in Mm. spain and i'm posed by um plinth that has zero zero kilometers on it two russian women were taking my picture they didn't speak english i didn't speak russian but they knew where i was and Mm. one of them held up her fingers she said victoria victoria and so that's the the picture that's been shot of Uh me i think I began to realize it then, but when I really, when it really hit me is when I got back home and I spread out a map of Spain and I traced the entire pilgrimage with a highlighter and I stepped back and I looked at it and I went, oh my goodness, look at that. Hmm. It, it, you know, it takes uh, for all the people that do the Camino, it, it hits you at different times, what you've done, how you've done it. And it keeps coming up in the course of your life thereafter but i think i can still see myself at the dining room table laying out the map from triple a and tracing it again and saying look at that yeah Mm
4: -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. but i will tell you i see my life as bc and ac before camino after Camino. wow
4: that was the
5: the dividing line that was like the that's that was the dividing line in my life and i really do see it that way and there wasn't any burning bush that came up and the Camino like happens to some people, mm-hmm. but it was how it seeps in, how the experience seeps in all the time over the course of life. It it's always there. Camino is always there.
4: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really do appreciate that before Camino and after Camino. What what might you describe as something that's distinct that would be relatable? Because that's a, I mean that's a really bold experience to think about life before you you did the trek and then after, um, how has Diane changed? Um. Oh golly.
5: Uh, um. Well. You know, it's hard to say. I I know how I've changed internally and externally. I mean, I look different, different things are important to me. Internally, Mm -hmm. I've probably softened, but I've also toughened in the sense that I I know what I'm capable of. I think Mm -hmm. when you you take, as my friend Jean has said, before you can fly, you have to be able to jump from a high place. And I think that is very true. And whatever high place means, maybe it's off you know, the top of your step, maybe it's something else, but a high place, and you can mm-hmm. say, all right, I can, I can risk this. For each of us, it's going to be different. When you took a risk, going off to college, getting married, not getting married, taking a, a walking cross country, losing weight, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. that goal is that you're setting for yourself, it's big that's big, that says, today I'm here, tomorrow I'll be there. This is the pivot point. In fact, that's always the point in the story. I mean, think about it. You know, the hero's just walking along, or the heroine's just walking along in their life, la-dee-dah, and a calling,
2: mm.
5: a calling comes out. And mm-hmm. the character can either heed that or not. But when they heed it, that's that's the pivot point there. And and Mm -hmm. all of these pivot points can be, you know, you can win the lottery or you can lose all your money. You can get married or you can get divorced. You can have a child. God forbid, you can lose a child. Each of these moments in life, that's the place. That's the place where the plot thickened. And that's the place where the character has to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to go forward? And if so, how? That for every person, that's how they answered
4: that. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's deep. Um, really, I so many points. I love how you said, "Are you going to heat it or not?" Mm-hmm. And, and I've not heard it described as a as a pivot point, but that's in reality what it truly is. It's at that moment, and are we going to go through with it or not? Mm-hmm. And right. you. You also, um, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, no, I was saying yes, you're right. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, and I recall you speaking about the, um, the messages and that sometimes if not often, there are people that need to hear what we have to say, even though sometimes we're not sure about it. We had a bit of a chat on that. Um, Mm -hmm. What, what has been your experience, Diane, with getting, you know, starting the podcast, um, and creating your messages, thinking about how impactful they might be, what doubts might you have had, um, like when you were flying over Spain going, yikes, I'm, 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 no, no, not for me. I'm turning around around. Um, because I know there are sometimes things that I create that I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what, is this going to be impactful or even with some of the, the, the dialogue we've had on the show, Susan, and you know, I've mentioned this to you, like, is it really going to make a difference? And, and I'm wondering what that was like for you.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna ponder those amazing thoughts there, Gail. Mm. I'm Susan Sneath with my co-host, the very deep Gail McDonald, <laughs> and the uh, equally deep and pivotingly purposeful Diane Wizka. You're listening to the Change Zone. We're coming to you live on the Bold Brave TV Network. When we get back, the plot is definitely th- thickening. You'll see where it goes when we get back.
1: the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating belief shifter and life coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them often in a single session
3: like it was almost instant like I had relief right away
1: creating better health relationships careers and finances let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness
5: something's happening uh it's like a, a
1: flow inside you yeah, it feels good whether in person or online shiraz provides personal coaching belief shifting visit shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429 energetic magic on the bbm global network tuesdays at 7 p.m eastern find your greater happiness be well be aware be magical
2: Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com.
4: Welcome back, everyone, to the Change Zone. We are live on Bull Brave TV Network. I'm Gail McDonald, along with my co-host Susan Sneath, and our very special guest Diane Wiska. And wowza, what a, what a trip this has been today, uh, Diane. We were talking about yeah. your journey to your podcast, and and were there some doubts? And how how did you figure out what you were going to say? And you know, what were some of the the key things that supported you in feeling that there was something that you were being of service for here. Um, The purpose, you know, how did you matter? What was that like for you to get to where you were now doing these really, truly amazing um, short, short reels, so to speak, that are so impactful?
5: I think anyone that's a creative. So as you and, and Susan know, anyone that's a creative that's putting their work out there, They're putting themselves Mm -hmm. out there. So you're putting out not a product, but yourself Mm -hmm. as as a presence. Mm -hmm. And so while Mm -hmm. I might create the product of 60 seconds, and sometimes I go over, but that's artistic Mm -hmm. license. I can,
4: it is myself, it
5: is myself I intend to be out there so that I do it often enough, consistently enough with the same voice Mm -hmm. that listeners can begin to relate to me. They can feel I'm trustworthy. They Mm -hmm. hear enough of my fall down seven, get up eight and say, okay, this is someone I recognize. This is someone that probably knows my story too. And so that, that right there is the, is the juice that gets it going. Do Mm -hmm. I always know what I'm going to say? I really don't. I mean, some days I imagine like everyone else, that's a creative you look at a blank screen and think, where's it going to come from mm. tipped go for a walk. Body in motion is what gets the brain going. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I, mm. do I believe, you know, any, anyone else that's human has self doubts too, right? Mm -hmm. We all wonder if we're, if we're measuring up, if we're doing it right, if we could have done it better, if anybody's paying attention to us, if they're listening to us, whatever, we're human. We all feel Mm -hmm. that way too. Every Mm -hmm. once in a while, somebody comes back and says, either through LinkedIn or on my website, how did you know I needed to hear that Mm -hmm. right then? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know. The point is, we will never know. Who needs to hear a bit of our story at that moment?
2: Mm-hmm. So
5: the job we have is to be telling our story, our, 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 our heart story, that I help you get to the heart of your message and the message of your heart. Because once oh. we're doing that,
2: wow. mm-hmm.
5: somehow mm-hmm. we're going to connect with someone who's listening and needs to hear mm-hmm. those words. At that time, and I will tell you that's how it happens. How did you know?
4: Mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. but I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, but I did. That and folks are the evidence,
3: uh, as you say, that it works.
4: Yeah, right. Yes. Well, and, yes, and I yes.
3: also have yes. a piece yes. that you, that you had said, all ordinary lives are extraordinary. And I deeply believe that Diane. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and you I believe it because, I believe because, it because, because mm-hmm. I have seen it mm-hmm. because when we were talking about leadership or guiding ship earlier, I was Guideship. thinking about one of the, you took us through a bit of an exercise. I'd love you to take us through that uh visualization of what does a leader took look like and then i'll share mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. uh, what that uh, where that took me so we were talking see, about today. what does a leader look like what does leadership look like mm. don't remember the exercise um
5: uh, perhaps you can refresh my recollection a little yeah, bit more
3: that's, yeah that's that's easy um, you had um, said i want you to think about a leader you have known in your life. Oh, that thank one. you. Do you yeah. remember that now? Okay, take mm-hmm. us in.
5: Um, the, the, hmm, this might be a little bit different than what you remember. Great. Right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll preface it this way. I think that we all recognize the true dyed-in-the-wool leader as just like dogs smell fear. We know it. We have a knowingness about leadership or guiding ship, as I think we're coming to uh, refer to it as. And as I was thinking last night, the image that came to mind was a fellow that I used to know. I dated for quite a long time. And he he was a guide on the Allagash River in Maine. And he was a fly fishing guide. And he would lead his clients down the Alagash River on fishing trips, but there was something about the way he led them. He mm-hmm. was a guide in the true sense. So if we go all the way back to Old English, "laden" is the root word of leadership, which actually means guide. And if you think about those little rock parents that are on uh, the, the hiking trails that Ron, mm-hmm. the same thing—they guide yeah. us along. But he would—he would show people how to do it. He would sometimes take their hand and show them how to cast. He would support their good stuff. And if they weren't doing it quite so right, he wouldn't jump in there and say, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. He'd say, let me show you how to do it different, not better, different Mm
2: -hmm. so that you can
5: become better. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. what we Mm -hmm. might no, our what our knowingness of a leader might be comes from that mm-hmm. that sense of decency, respect, mm-hmm. uh, human kindness and dignity,
2: mm-hmm.
5: certainly firmness you know, in the in the direction compared mm-hmm. with others, other leaders who do it by a culture of shame and blame because they themselves are fearful. Yeah. So I I, I go back to that um go back to that image of um of him casting in the river and how he was a leader and people followed him. People were and they got good fish too.
4: Yeah. Bonus. Food for
5: thought.
4: (laughs) Oh that is a great one, my friend. Food for thought. (laughs) Was that deliberate? I'm thinking not, but you're just amazing at that. That Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, well stated, Diane. And um, I just, I, I never get weary of hearing how guiding ship or leadership needs to be and needs to very slowly start, start to change. And when I hear someone say, this can be done better, in my mind, I think, well, am I not doing it well in the first place? But I love different.
3: Uh How can we
4: do this differently to achieve different results? And there's Uh just a shift that that how people respond Uh to that. And we were speaking about this in the pre-show, Susan. We were talking multiple shows ago when, I can't remember which one, but it's the leader... It just depends on the situation the leader will either go behind and support, walk okay. with or guide mm-hmm. from the front, and it's important to really distinguish what environment we're in and which guiding ship hat that we need to to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think and that's we're, the, the presence well
5: mm-hmm. it starts from a belief that the other person can do whatever it is that you're yeah. guiding them to. So
2: mm-hmm.
5: to, to use mm-hmm. the example, to use Bob's example, he believed that these these fellows, these mm-hmm. gals and fellows are capable of landing mm-hmm. a trout. And mm-hmm. so what his job became was let me show you how, so that you can fish for yourself as it were. And that's um, really what it comes down to. You start with mm-hmm. that belief that the other person can fill in the blank. And your job Mm -hmm. is just to guide either from in front, alongside, behind, whatever, so that they can accomplish that very thing so that they can come Mm -hmm. out at the end of it and go, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Well, you might not have known you could do that, but Mm -hmm. I knew you could do that. And so that's Mm -hmm. where that comes from. That's where that Mm -hmm. that comes from, it's that, that starting place
4: hmm and it can be feel, so sorry. oh sorry susan it can be so subtle just thinking of your friend's letter on the plane she wasn't there with you physically but those few short words and that letter got you to doing right. what you went to do so it can right. be in different forms yeah sorry susan go ahead no that's that's excellent
3: because that draws me back again to the ordinary leads to the mm-hmm. extraordinary Mm -hmm. You knew Mm -hmm. Lorraine, you trusted Mm -hmm. her because in the journey of doing this, in the ordinary lives you were living, Mm -hmm. there were times it was up and down and you found the faith and trust. And what I am fascinated with, Diane, is how you lead what I call ordinary folks. That's what I'm, an ordinary person. And then how can I delve in and find the through line of where my presence is felt and often ordinary life as things went up and down and begin to say this ordinary story is extraordinary because it demonstrates leadership because the leaders i trust are the ordinary folks i have met who are leaders through and through you can count on them to be humble firm decent kind etc
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and so on. So I would love you to tell us more about how you're unrelenting Mm -hmm. in drawing stories out for people. Because when we say, being a presence, not the product, and people come to you and say, I want to sell this thing. And you take them a slightly different route.
5: I do. Thank you. Um, So folks, folks are so often interested in what's it for? Who's it for? And why does it matter? What's this product for Who's the audience and how come it's going to make them better? Okay, that's that's, that's appropriate. But as you've asked, Susan, the, the beginning place is your own presence. What is it about you that gives rise to this particular service or item that you want to offer and how it's going to help serve people? So in the early days, when I was working as a litigation consultant with lawyers and I was teaching them story skills so they could listen the story out of their um, clients, the damage, the the people who were hurt or um, their their plaintiffs. The the intention was that you had to do an archaeological dig on yourself.
0: You had to figure
5: out what your own story Mm -hmm. was first. Mm -hmm. Why were you in the practice of law? Mm -hmm. What is Mm -hmm. holding you back from being Mm -hmm. a more human lawyer instead of just lawyer, Mm -hmm. man, or woman? So you had to do an archaeological dig on yourself first and find out what Mm -hmm. presence do you bring to the client? What presence do you bring to Mm -hmm. the jury? What presence Mm -hmm. do you bring to the courtroom? That's Mm -hmm. not just... mm. And the same holds true with someone who wants to put a product or a service out in the world. What presence are Mm -hmm. you bringing to that Mm -hmm. offering? And it's grounded in the Mm -hmm. values that you hold dear.
2: And we Mm -hmm. talked in the
5: pre-show about Mm -hmm. drawing people to you like filings to a magnet. They see you, they are you, and you are them. Mm
4: -hmm. So with
5: my story Mm -hmm. work, the story messaging work, it's the same thing.
2: It Mm -hmm. begins
5: with a place of believing that Mm -hmm. you know the story you want to tell about yourself. Mm-hmm. My oh, job. That's,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. We're just gonna
3: take a, yeah. a, a brief break to absorb that. And mm-hmm. I'm Susan Sneath with my co-host Gail McDonald. Oh, and the wonderful story <laughs> weaver, Diane wisga You're listening to The Change Zone. We're coming to you live on the bold brave TV Network when we come back. Diane's going to pull more of that story out for all of us. See you in a few moments.
1: Dr. RC will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live to Dare to Soar, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. And tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkati.com.
4: And welcome back once again, folks. I'm Gail McDonald, along with my co-host, Susan Sneath, our very special and intriguing guest (laughs) Diane Wisga, and you are listening live on Bold Brave TV Network. We're in the change zone. Oh, my goodness, Diane, I don't want this to end. (laughs) However, there was something um, interesting uh, that was in our last segment, and you were talking about the archaeological archaeological dig on self. I love that. And I also love, and I'm not sure how connected these are, you get to pick, Um, what you come for is what you walk away with and so I'd, I'd love to just hear what you you really meant by that what could you unpack i'll link them together
5: um Great. so the archaeological dig on yourself mm-hmm. really is that that inquiry who am mm-hmm. i why am i mm-hmm. here what's my purpose what is the un what's giving rise to what i want to offer to the world let's figure mm-hmm. that out first and then once we know that we'll know what you're about we know what mm-hmm. your about page can look like we know what it is that you are going to put out there and how come you're going to do that. That's the archeological dig that's part. But when I say you don't, you, um, let's see, how do I put this? We we get what we, we don't get what we ask for. We -hmm. get what we dream of. And when people work with me, it's the same way they might come to me for story messaging help. I want help with my presentation, with my website, with my, Book presentation
2: mm-hmm.
5: and that is a part of what they get that's the product part of it but in the course of that conversation in the course of that work that's where getting to your presence comes from so you mm-hmm. come to me for one thing and you walk away with that and something else besides which is the awareness of your about so when i mm-hmm. say i can help you with yeah. your about page it's because that's what you're about. So let's get that story of who you are out into mm-hmm. the world so that that infuses everything else that you do, every mm-hmm. way in which you serve the world. Did that answer your question? Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, and then some. um, And I'm wondering what sometimes barriers people come across. What do you notice when people are just kind of reluctant? Um, I hear often in my work, I don't want to brag about myself. You know, when people are thinking of doing a resume or in an interview, it's like, oh, I I just don't want to say that. Does that happen with the work that you do?
5: Well, it does. Because we've all been raised. Put your light under a bushel basket. Don't beat your own drum, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's a natural it's a natural thing people say. So mm-hmm. it's, it's heard all the time. The question mm-hmm. then becomes, how do you work around that? Mm-hmm. You fall back on mm-hmm. traditional storytelling skills, exercises. You ask the client, okay, think about a story that you might've heard as a kid that you really, really, really like. Put yourself mm-hmm. into that story as a character. Now mm-hmm. tell me that story. And that way there's a buffer between them mm. and me. They're not saying I did this, I did that. They're telling the story as if they're the main character.
2: Mm-hmm. This works
5: really, really well in domestic abuse work because now the woman can say something about herself without talking about herself. And it worked really oh. well in the litigation consulting world because then mm-hmm. a person could say what happened to them without mm-hmm. being shamed. So... Oh hmm that's how you do it. Mm-hmm.
4: wow first time I've heard that great mm-hmm. approach Diane can't thank you enough it's just been such a pleasure albeit it went too quickly and where can folks find you um I'm sure some of them might want to seek you out and get your support and listen to your podcast mm-hmm. where can we oh, find yeah. you
5: there are four places so one would be the podcast stories from Women Who Walk, and it's on every platform. The second would be um, the website, Moon Story Arts, and that is undergoing major renovation, but it's still viable. The third would be LinkedIn, very active daily on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And the fourth is on the Biz Catalyst, B-I-Z, Catalyst platform, where you'll read my writings as well as some Susan's and many, many other
3: really good writers there as well so Mm -hmm. those are the four places oh thank you well it's it's not enough time and yet this is what we've got so blessings and thank you for sharing this with us we're going to let you know a little teaser of episode 61 the liminal fortune cookie with jim burke (laughs) jim's a foresight and solutions navigator and he basically will be letting us know that when you get an invitation for change it doesn't always come with a nice card asking you to wear a black tie but it will come again and again and again and being scared is part of the game we'll take in the hero's journey the serenity prayer which you might have to use humor and kindness he says Remember, listeners are are curious folks. Futurists connect the dots, but you must find a dot. If it feels counterintuitive, (laughs) it doesn't have to make much sense. Futuristic fortune cookie foresight. (laughs) We wanted to help make the world a better place by connecting people with themselves. And with other folks. We've done this. There's been such wit and wisdom and tips shared. You can connect with us and Diane also through our website, ChangeZonetalk.com. We're creating a community that embraces change. One conversation, one curious, game-changing story at a time. Everyone is welcome in the Change Zone.
1: This has been The Change Zone with hosts Gail McDonald and Susan Sneath come join the conversation each week and reveal how our sense of personal space habits purpose and people shape our destinies and our comfort zones everyone is welcome here in the
2: change zone